Thank you for tuning in to True Print for Life. I'm your host, Christina Vera. And I'm your co-host, Mylene Samboys. Welcome back for another episode. Um, so I was listening to a podcast sermon, I want to say like three days ago. I think I sent it to you. T.D. Jakes' sermon. Oh, yes. And it was always timely. So you ever watch stuff or you get that random message and you're like, mm, this was for me. This was so timely. And I have to remember what the podcast title was. But essentially, he was talking about the importance of um, really to sum it up. It was more about just leveling up um, and recognizing that people who may annoy you the most or frustrate you the most are actually sometimes people that are sent to you to help you kind of push through being complacent or pushing you to a place of saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to show this person. Not from a place of just like annoyance because yes, there are annoying people out there, but it's really with the idea of understanding that sometimes people that we think are either doing stuff intentionally or people that we just don't care to be around there are lessons in that and there it's using you know that negativity or those haters essentially to be a catalyst in pushing forward to propel you yeah uh-huh to the best yeah i think when i hear things like that it makes me think of the people that have helped me grow the most are probably some that bother me internally and my soul the most yes <laughs> so once i hear that type of thing i'm like oh, okay so i can't be too mad at them anymore because really they were sent to support, right? And I think sometimes we have, like, you know how we always ask, like, what is the lesson here? Mm-hmm. After I meet certain people, certain situations happen, I have I have started to force myself to look for the lesson mm-hmm. and everything, whether it be painful or exciting. What was the lesson? Why did I learn? How, to, how did I grow in, in this situation? And and it's true. Some of them, well, I actually, for us, business-wise, it happened. It has happened in our business. It has happened in our personal life. So I think right now for our listeners, if they are going through something or they're experiencing, it could be a family member. Yeah. Those really help me grow. <laughs> um, and you're like, wow, I just can't stand this person. One thing I learned is that sometimes some of the things that we can stand in someone is something that we have in ourselves. And, and that was hard for me to take because some people are like, I just don't like her or him. And it's like, what is it about them that you don't like? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, is there, are they trying to, um, are they a mirror of something inside of you? Mm-hmm. So now I am very um, slow in saying I don't like someone you know, for just for silly reasons, I really try to evaluate where is that feeling coming from? Mm -hmm. Is there something that they're projecting or that I'm projecting through them that I need to work on? And it has just really changed my perspective on people, how I see people now. Right. No, you're right. And the the podcast episode on T.D. Jakes' channel is called um, Provoked to Purpose, Mm -hmm. which I thought was fire (laughs) because I'm like, okay, provoked. That's like the Tina part of Yeah, (laughs) because it's true. To your point, it's just sometimes... um, I think sometimes people can come along and, you know, kind of awaken that that feeling inside of you, um, you know, to be able to, to kind of help you kick it into gear. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've just been too complacent. Maybe you haven't found, um, you know, your your passion or maybe your passion or your fire has started to dwindle and you might not be aware. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was just very timely. And some of the things that kind of I took away from that particular episode is really evaluating your goals and desires. So, yeah, making sure that we're taking the time as we are getting closer to the new year of just, you know, evaluating, like, what are my goals? What are and I think it's important. I think um, I've gotten more intentional about, like, separating my personal goals, my professional goals, 
my family goals. Yes. Um, because oftentimes I think that, you know, we just get in the habit of going, 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 but we don't really have a, a game plan or um, a playbook as to what what's to come. Why are we doing what we're doing? How do we how are we can be more effective? And celebrating, like, I think one of the things that we are both trying to remind each other to do mm-hmm. is to celebrate our accomplishments. And, and nine, well, nine years officially, like when we had our nonprofit to now, mm-hmm. almost 13 years of working together, like we're so goal-oriented and we're so yeah. driven, right? which is a, it's a blessing that we have this. Some people don't have this, but we forget many times if somebody asks us something, we're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, right. to celebrate, even if they're small things. You know, we have accomplished so much. I know. And such a, you know, short period of time if you compare it to our lifespan, but in this time that we've been together and we really don't take the time to celebrate because we are so focused on like the destination and where what that big goal is that we have mm-hmm. that we were like okay we got this done like yesterday we did a big deal I was like that was great next what's happening next <laughs> right, like who are we gonna call now <laughs> right yeah. and it was like that was a big moment right um it's funny you said that because the this pastor um a few weeks ago I heard him say something like there there's actually this thing called um, addiction destination. Mm-hmm. And it was with you have this constant mindset that if I can just get here, mm-hmm. if I could just do that, if I could just be in the room with this person, then my life will be blah, blah, blah. And he's like, so many people live their life with this addiction to the destination that they are not taking the time to just be okay with the moment or just experience the moment. So when you say that, it made me think about his sermon because I was like, wow, that's a real thing. And he said, um, some some big doctor we <laughs> came up with that. <laughs> I don't know. But it's true. It's like how many, how many of us are kind of going through life just saying, if I could just get if I could just make six figures, if Mm -hmm. I could just buy a bigger house, if I could just find the right husband or spouse, you know, my life would be so much better. And it's like, you're going to get there and now still be thinking about, well, what do I need a bigger house? Like what, what is, (laughs) you know, I got the husband now, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm just, so it's just this, this constant like addiction to what's next. Yes. And that's exhausting. It is. It yeah. is. Even just thinking about it. But, you know, that's okay. Like, I think, you know, we evolve and we grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're not perfect in this. And we recognize that there's areas that we also have to improve. And mm-hmm. one of those is, are we enjoying the moment? I think we've done a better job in the last yeah. few years. Mm-hmm. I think COVID really forced that, though. Mm-hmm. So really just take a, a pause and, and enjoy our family and enjoy the things that we work so hard for. Mm-hmm. Still have big goals and still be super driven. Right. You know, don't lay that down. But make also time to mm-hmm. celebrate and enjoy the present because tomorrow is not promise, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. I, and I think I, I've been very big about that. Like if I have to rest, I have to rest. I have to make time for resting. Now where before I'm like, no, I sleep when I die. I'm like, actually, no, I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change that. That was, that was a model that I have in my life. I'll sleep when I die. I'll sleep four hours, two hours. I'm good. And that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. So many research show that lack of sleep can you know, bring to Alzheimer's. Like, and I, you know, my family, like, I don't know that we don't have that, but I don't want to be the one that brings it in. So mm. I'm going to make sure that, you know, I sleep and, 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 and I don't get it right all the time. There's some nights that I'm like, mm, we didn't hit that six, seven <laughs> hours. But for me personally, I think for those entrepreneurs or for those people that work and have multiple projects going at the same time, sometimes it's difficult 
to justify how valuable it is to sleep and rest. Because oh, you absolutely. think if you can just, well, I my friend right here. I don't have that problem, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> if you text or call me after 9 p.m., you are not going to reach me. You know Unless I'm in bed she's coming sleeping. from a board meeting at midnight and oh, she yeah. has to answer. That's my civic duty. <laughs> However, if I'm not there, I am in bed. It's so funny. I wake up in the morning sometimes. I'm like, wow, you were up at 1130? Like, what sure is was. happening? One o'clock. But I'm getting better. But that's, you know, that's different things. So you mm-hmm. have you have made it a priority for yeah. your for your well being that you have to be in bed at a certain time and you have to get your rest, yeah. right? Where for me, because I, I I'm so go go go, mm-hmm. I did make that. I said, I just wanted to send one more thing, one more thing, and that's that. You know, that's not a, that's not healthy. So yeah. I'm making changes, everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what? But if you are in that place, you're in that group that belongs to the Mylene group, but no team, no sleep. <laughs> I encourage you to try to get some rest. I encourage you to try to get some some sleep because that really will help you even do like more. So in the daytime yeah. now, I take breaks. I can take even a five, ten minute power nap. And Wait, so you're sleeping during the day, not at night. Well, I need you to be awake nine to five. But there's a difference, though. <laughs> I mean, when you call me, I'm there. <laughs> you're supposed to sleep at nighttime I, when the sun goes down. It makes no, sense where you. I'm like midnight. a night. I'm, like, I'm, I'm a morning at? person and a night person, guys. So I'm really have. I'm really blessed <laughs> to be able to be up sometimes 24 hours, and like that's really scary. But that's just how blessed I am. But I am being intentional mm-hmm. about resting, mm-hmm. and I want you to do the same. And it looks different for everybody. Yeah. If you're resting us at night, great. Yeah. If you with, with need most to do of it, the world. if yes. you need to do it in the morning <laughs> or in the middle of the day, during your lunch, do it. Mm-hmm. Do what works best for you. I find that when I rest, I actually can be more productive mm-hmm. in the things that I need to do. Though I agree, and I think it's something you have to be. You have to evaluate yourself. So for me, I noticed that around eight o'clock. Um, I've hit my PM. Yeah, PM. Okay. <laughs> Around eight o'clock PM, I have hit kind of like my max on the ability to either retain any more information, make any more decisions. So I know for me, if it's a super important meeting or conversation or something that I need to, you know, do or put out, I need to do it like in a certain time frame. Usually like anywhere between ten AM and about six. <laughs> it's my golden time block. Don't call me before 9 a.m. And don't. don't call me after 8. Only because I know my body and my attention span is like, yeah, it's just those are my peak times. So if you're trying to get a hold of me, that's the best time. But I think everybody has to figure out what that is for them um, because oftentimes we'll push ourselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, like you said, I've been in meetings until midnight sometimes with my other colleagues um, deciding really important things that impact thousands of people and sometimes we'll have to call it just because it's like listen we are not like we're not in a headspace and so you know how many of us are just going through life doing things kind of going through the motions and yet we're not in the headspace because we are tired because we are you know just piling more and more and more but we don't take the time to just digress and relax and sleep and eat um then we're really not being of service to anybody and you have to create your own space right so when you think this is part of that and i think you have to do what works for you. Mm-hmm. For Christina, it works at night after 8 a.m., after 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. For some people that work nights, though, that may not be a thing, right? Yeah. Like you probably have to find your time for leisure because I coach someone that works overnight. And for her, like she has to find time during the day, right, yeah. on her days off to kind of find this resting time um, and creative time. And that's what I'm saying. Like create your own time. Figure mm-hmm. out what you do. When, when are you most productive? When are you most energized? Like we heard, Christina's like from 10 to 6. Anything after that or before is like, I. <laughs> so for you, what is that time for you? I'm still trying to figure out mine. Mm-hmm. I, I sometimes try to get a lot of the most important things done early in the day because I make a list. Like, you know, I call it my action list now because a to-do list. 
just up the power of words. So my action list is really great. And I just like write down like, what are the three things that have to happen today? I may have 10 things, but those top three things have to happen. So mm-hmm. if I can get those done first, then anything after that is icing on the cake. Yeah. That's what I'm doing for me. And I, I love that. And so it kind of leads me to like our, our next kind of tip around that is like creating your priorities. Um, you know, I think it's essential because everybody finds something to be a priority. And you <laughs> have to be very clear about what's a priority to you um, because everybody is whether you want it to be or not, people will try to dump things on you as a priority. Mm-hmm. And if you're not very clear about what your priorities are, then you can find yourself also kind of in this hamster wheel of taking on too much mm-hmm. and you're then split and you're not being effective in any one of the buckets that, you know, may be really, really important to you. So to Mylene's point, um, you know, you do an action list. Um, you know, I also do the same thing. I, Almost every single day I start off, I I do kind of like a pen to paper checklist, you know, sticky note. It could be a notebook. It might be the back of a receipt. It doesn't have to be (laughs) fancy. Some people like the fancy notebooks and the digital. Um, Those are all great tools. Um, But for me, I literally will just write on just a piece of paper, like what are the whatever. I almost do a brain dump every single morning. Mm. Um, You know, once I sit down and get all the kids out. Uh, and sit at my desk and I say, okay, what's, what's on my brain? Like, and I just try to dump it all on paper and then I, I'll look through and, you know, just try to cross off stuff as the day goes. And then whatever I don't get done that day, I pick up that same paper. And so everything is pretty much checked off. Mm. I don't do a new paper because then I'm just like, okay, you still didn't finish this. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm trying to figure out a better system for that. Because then when you lose the paper, oh. <laughs> that is, I lost the paper the other day. Um, and I came and I was like, um, my <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't find it. So I was like, what am I supposed to be doing? And so. Let's use a notebook. Christina. Yeah, let's I use know. A notebook. I need let's to. Just, I mean, you see, I'm, I see, I see a notepad over there. Like, let's. I know. And I normally do. But I have like, you bought me all those sticky notes. I mean, yeah, but that doesn't and mean I'm that just you like, no. Sticky notes, sticky note, and then somebody came and just said, oh, this is trash. She just took all oh. my sticky notes. Well, I have a suggestion. Hopefully, this works for you. So I try to do my week plan, mm-hmm. like on Saturday or Sunday, right? So now, I used to start my week on Sundays, and I'm starting on Saturdays, the thing I'm doing. And I just write in there, like, everything that I want to accomplish that week, mm-hmm. right? And I put it all on my week action list. And then I divide that by day. So I have a, a, the whole list of everything for like, and, and I use the rocket book. And that's like a place where you can write with an erasable pencil and then you can scan the papers and keep them. Wow. I have to keep things. And then, I just, and then I just use a little paper and water and I just wipe it off. And it's like, I have a notebook for so it's life. It's like a whiteboard notebook yes. kind of thing? I okay. have it for life. I have two. I have one for notes and one for calendars. So much. So, <laughs> and I use erasable pens. I love those. So I write my week and then I break it down like one or two days at a time. Mm-hmm. So maybe like, okay, I did the week's action list for this week. Then I go into like, okay, so today is Saturday. What is it? What has to happen today, Saturday? What has mm-hmm. to happen tomorrow, Sunday? And then on Sunday, I'm like, okay, what has to happen tomorrow, Monday? Because for me, it's hard to do it in the day, like in the morning, mm-hmm. because my, my day gets crazy starting at eight o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then... I don't have to lose the favor and I can check off things. Yeah. If for whatever reason I didn't get that thing done that day, 
then I have to make sure that I do it the next day, right? Mm -hmm. I just transfer over for the next day. But then the rocket book that I have actually has like a weekly plan. It has a daily plan and then that it has time. Like I have to see times. So I put like the task, uh, the time that I need to do it. Sometimes I put it on my calendars, but many times I just put it in in there and I can just go in and check. Like I, I, you know, I walk 30 minutes every morning. Great. From 7 to 8 a.m., I'm I'm walking and getting ready. Like all those kinds of things I have to do it timely wise. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you think you have more time than you have and your time gets away. Mm -hmm. It's almost like budgets and money. Like you spend money thinking you have it and you don't. (laughs) And it's the same thing with with scheduling. So for me, like when you mentioned calendar, having a calendar is helpful. If if there's meetings and they're not in the calendar, they're not going to happen for me. Mm -hmm. So sad. So I have to make sure my meetings are in a calendar so I don't miss it. But like task, I can can put those. And I put the meetings on my paper too. Mm -hmm. So I look at my calendars and I have like five and I have to go through my calendars, go to my agenda and be like, okay, today what meetings are happening? I plug those in first and then I can plug in my other action items around that time. Yeah. That's what's working for me. That sounds very um, goals. Hashtag goals. Um, (laughs) I think it's wonderful. I'm still working on it. As you can tell, Melian loves systems, and I I'm do. I really I aspire <laughs> to be like you one day. Um, so yeah, I know. I think it's whatever. I think whatever works for you, and and yeah. and I think it's okay because everybody's system is different. And I do agree. I need to figure out. I still probably write on paper, but I need to figure out a way to. Um, you know, transfer it into something else. Like I don't, I've tried to use planners before. I've tried like every year I get a planner every year. I'm like, yeah, and I don't use it. I don't use it the way it's designed. Like I'll write random stuff in it and then I'll, then I'll put it on a shelf and forget about it. And then I'll grab like another notebook. If I go to a conference, they give me, you know, they give you the little free paper pads. (laughs) I'm walking around with 20 different companies in my bag right now, just from different conferences because I'm like, Ooh, paper. And it's free. And it's free. So I'm all about it. for you because you like sticky notes which I love them they're colorful you can write your list like in a notebook like mm-hmm. that right and keep that notebook as like your master yeah and then maybe you're like okay out of this to-do list that I have 10 things I'm going to tackle three put those in the sticky notes if you lose that one right. at least they're over there the and it can still be great like oh you're still colorful right. and happy you know right. just I a like thought that. I like that <laughs> no it makes sense and I think it's going back to creating the space um especially right now as we're getting ready to transition you know, kind of taking the time as we've talked about, like looking at your goals, really evaluating your desire, celebrating the goals you hit this year. Um, but really kind of going into this end of the year with the idea of like, okay, now that I've identified my goals, I've, I, you know, I've put out my intentions, I'm cleaning up, you know, my calendar or figuring out what my system is going to be, you know, creating the space is also something metaphorically that I feel like people need to think about before the new year because there's so much pressure into like having like this big plan once the ball drops right which mm-hmm. i feel like after COVID, i don't i don't have the same pressure around new year's anymore the resolution yeah i used to <laughs> i used to plan my whole year in advance just like okay by this quarter this this and this and, and i still have like goals but i don't stretch myself so far into the year anymore because you know just like you said tomorrow's not promised you know, we saw what COVID-19 just in the blink of an eye, like literally one day we're having a gala and like three days later, everything shut down. And I, I mean, it was such a bizarre feeling because, you know, as a planner, as someone that's constantly thinking about what's next and, mm-hmm. and you know, the plans and where we at, what's happening to then have to just all of that to be wiped out and not really have a sense of when you could pick it back up either. It really taught me a sense of like, let's just worry about the next 
you know, few few couple months, the next couple of weeks, next couple of days. Um, and so creating this space, I think, is really important mm-hmm. um, because I also don't want to go into the new year feeling so like overwhelmed and stressed about things that I may not even have direct control over. Um, so really taking this time to just be reflective. Um, one of the things that T.D. Jake said in that that podcast sermon was that, you know, your playbook, your old playbook is not going to get you to new heights. He won't. And when he said that, I thought mm-hmm. that was so fire because for me, you know, I've always, I, I, I like routine. Like, mm-hmm. it's funny. I like routine, but then I don't like routine. <laughs> I'm that type of person that is like, I'm, I'm tired of eating this or I'm tired of doing that. I'm tired of my furniture being in the house the same type of way. Oh I, I will rearrange, you know, uh, uh, my house like a few times. Because, a year. Yeah. Because only because it's like, ah, oh, it's just not giving what it needs to give <laughs> and I need something else. So I've really struggled with ha- learning to be a little bit more um, content. Mm-hmm. But I've also, when he said your old playbook is not going to get you to new heights, it made me stop in that moment to say, okay, Christina, look at you know, God willing, what you've accomplished up until this point and thinking through what I want next and how I want to show up next. It's not even like a, a want as a, in a physical standpoint. It's more of like, what do I want my impact to continue to be? Mm-hmm. And really thinking through, do I have what I need to, to get there? Is my playbook really looking like what my intentions are, what my goals are? And they're not. And I and I didn't really realize that until he said it. So it's like, okay, I got to give me a couple different mentors. Um, I need to also look at making um, lunch or breakfast or coffee dates with people that I haven't connected with in a while. He also said something um, in regards to your contacts. Mm. He said, he said, if your contacts are not reflective of where you want to be or where you want to go, he say you you're still playing out of an old playbook, and oh. he probably said it way more it eloquently than that. <laughs> but it was something to that point. He said if your he said he said if your contacts are still if your only contacts are the people you used to get drunk and go to the strip club with, then you're still the same person. You're not you're not growing. You're not reflecting. But that's not you anymore. No, no, it's not. And, and I never ever. got drunk and went to the strip club either. <laughs> I mean, I did once. Or ever. Let me hold on. Mm. In my earlier late teens, early twenties. <laughs> Because the club would be over and then nobody wanted to go home. So we would just be like, so now what? And that just seems, that place was always open. <laughs> so I went a couple times. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Honesty um, is so important <laughs> in here. I'm from I mean, New York else? and I'm going to leave it like a, that. That's what I'm going to say. Columbia still have real nightlife. So it's like 2 a.m. The lights is on. You're like, okay, I spent all this money to get to this point of feeling this great. And I have to go home. Like I just wasn't ready. At but that you went point. like in Columbus, though. Yeah, <laughs> you know this is what you know, I just can't even. I can't play even the imagine. cards you dealt. And I was like 19, 20, 20. Well, let me. I was twenty one. I was of age yes. to be doing all of these yes. things. Yes, you were legal. Um, <laughs> and I just remember but this. This is not the point. I'm going down a different yeah, route. Yeah, hole. let's just say that you experienced some things. Yeah, you, had, so you know, that's it's not, about growth. Yeah, and those. Yeah. You know, but he was basically saying that if your contacts. Like if I if you can't pick up your phone right now mm-hmm. and make a call, you know, to a person that has some type of, you know, perspective or insight or another connection that leverage. they can make leverage, then that is also something you have to be mindful of. And as much as I hate and you know me, like mm-hmm. I'm very much an introvert. Um, I've I've kind of gotten into this mindset of just like 
I'm just at a point in my life where I just like, I don't know. It's not that I don't want friends. Like I'm okay with just having like you and maybe like one or two other people that I associate with on. And, and he spoke to that, like this, like almost like a hermit of just being like wanting to be isolated and not wanting to, not wanting to put in the effort to grow relationships with other people. But there's a difference about where you are, where you were, right? Like before mm-hmm. you didn't want to do any of that. <clears throat> but I think now you're just very intentional yeah. about like you have your circle. Mm-hmm. This is your ride or dies. And yeah. then you have, you know now based on your, even when you, when you run for office, mm-hmm. that you have to have a network. Yeah. Right? So that's something that, yes. And that took investing in, mm-hmm. in relationships, right? You made relationships yeah. with over like international people. So yeah. yes, that's different. There's a difference of wanting to have all these friends just to have friends to go right. through things and there's a, of having intentional connections and right. relationships. In relationships. And so I think it's important that we, you know, that we I, you know, spend time really thinking about like, okay, who am I going to go have coffee with in January or February or who should I be emailing now to mm-hmm. set that up for January, February? Because, you know, that is a big part of development. It's a big part of, you know, um, holding yourself accountable, Mm -hmm. making sure that you are surrounding yourself with, you know, other people. Um, Because oftentimes we we get so afraid to leave what's comfortable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've always said, like, I don't want to be, you know, the smartest person in my crew. Like, if, if, if if I'm the only person that knows X, Y, and Z, then I feel like, I'm in the wrong group. Yeah, I'm in the wrong group. And and there's nothing wrong to say the people you used to hang around, there's still memories, there's still time, there's still opportunity for connection. But if you've identified where you want to be and where you want to go, then it's important for you to be able to start moving forward and making sure that you're building the right connections um, to have those fruitful opportunities of engagement. And so just looking at our contacts, looking at your schedule, making sure that you are spending the time to think about what do you need? Who do you need? Uh How do you create that leverage so that you're really stepping into this new year at, you know, your best foot forward? Yeah. And I think something that he said, you noted here is using negativity and haters to be a catalyst, right? To push mm-hmm. you forward. Mm-hmm. As you're making changes and you're deciding like, I need a different circle or I, you know, I lo- I can be cool with this circle, but I still need to expand my circle really. Mm-hmm. Um, some people may not be ready for you to make that move. Some people will start seeing you funny when you're meeting with like millionaires, right? And they're like, well, who are you? And mm-hmm. you don't forget where you're coming from, right? Like people will do that because we have some mentors that are millionaires and that's, that's a blessing. Not everybody can say that. Um, but that's okay. If people hate on what you're doing and your move, then you're doing something right. I, I, I read somewhere that if everybody loves everything you're doing, you're probably a people-pleasing kind of person. So mm-hmm. I'm actually to the point now that I'm actually questioning when people are too excited about <laughs> things that I'm doing. If anybody's not hating, I'm like, am I not doing something right? Like, you know, am I not mm-hmm. taking high risk? Because I think sometimes the scariest things, like we've done some scariest things in the past few months. Those things are the things that are going to bring us the best results and the bigger impact. Mm-hmm. But you have to make big and hard decisions. So Mm -hmm. if people are not happy with the changes you're making, that's cool. Are you happy with the changes you're making? Are you making the best changes for you? Are you connecting with the right people for you? Mm -hmm. Those that care about you truly and honestly are there to have your back will be excited and supportive of your change. Mm -hmm. And those that are not, it's probably time for them to got to remove them from your life. And it's okay they get removed. Just Just be ready for people to start dropping from your life when you start making this type of changes because you're elevating and unfortunately that all of them can go with you 
Yeah. You know? You know, uh, Tyler Perry, he gave a speech not too long ago where he said something to that same effect. He said, you know, he almost, he used the analogy of a rocket ship. And he said that the rocket ship, you know, when it takes off, it, it has to shed, you know, the, the, the base of the mm-hmm. pillars that was holding the rocket ship in its place. And he said, you know, when people go into different seasons of their life, understand that not everybody can go with you. Not everybody will understand that journey and that vision. And, and sometimes that could feel um, isolating. That could feel alone. Scary. It could feel scary. Um, but the reality is, is, you know, we are all designed for a different purpose, a different, you know, opportunity to create impact and all different kinds of ways. And so just know that you are not alone in that space, but you have to be willing to put yourself out there, open up to the opportunity of it feeling scary, uh, feeling, you know, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, But understanding that there is light at the end of that, you know, but understanding that there is light in the journey as well. Yes. And enjoy it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and, and hopefully like there's so many great episodes we've done in the past too, that have Mm -hmm. some really good information about like how to make relationships. If you're someone that struggles with that, I know Maritza did a really good job with that. We received a lot of um, positive feedback from our listeners about that episode. Mm -hmm. So there's some episodes that we have already ready for you that you probably can go back and, and listen to and write some notes and use some of those for some of the things we mentioned today that could really help you to elevate and look forward for the next ones that are coming with more tips and and, and ways to grow and elevate yes so as we close for today just remember you know you got this take the time to create your new playbook for 2023 you know um, making sure that you are making you a priority if you haven't already done so and understanding that you know every day is a new day and a new opportunity to to learn and grow and you know we're just excited to be a part of your journey so yes. and we always say here it's bigger, bigger than, than you, you. Thank you so much for listening today. We're excited and we hope that you follow us on Instagram, True Print for Life, uh, YouTube channel, also True Print for Life. And make sure that you share, 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 like, watch our videos. Make sure that you follow us on all streaming platforms.